Welcome to Unexplained Possibilities Podcast. I'm your host, Melvin the Crimson Taurus, and unfortunately, Niema cannot be with us tonight. She is having some sound issues, and she's actually very annoyed about it to the point where she's probably gonna stab her soundboard. But if I'm on and there's a show still happening, then that must mean I am with someone, and tonight is no exception. Joining me is a woman on a spiritual journey and one who is helping others grow spiritually as well. Not to mention she's willing to drop a few knowledge bombs on us about, oh, you could say ETs and fairies and a few other magical things. So please welcome Luna Ra Starshine. Luna, welcome aboard. Thank you. I'm so grateful to be here. So Luna, how are you today? I am spectacular. I'm in Miami enjoying the weather and the beach and art and all the magic here. Do you do magic by chance? I, I believe I do. I believe I do for sure. Um, I believe manifestation and different uh, processes are a form of magic. Okay. Our words are, that we speak are magic. No, I, I agree with you. Um, I do know that you've actually been doing a 30-day manifestation challenge, right? That's right. I have been doing a challenge. I'm I'm on day 10, and so far, so good. All right, that's what matters. (laughs) Well, I think one of the hardest things with that is to stay consistent. And Mm -hmm. I think that it's also believing in whatever you're trying to acquire. You know, it like you said, words are powerful and I'm trying to change how I speak about certain things. And instead of saying, if I get this, it's when I get this or no, I already have this. It's mine already. Something like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that's one of the hardest things to, to break when you're trying to manifest and put that energy out there to get it to return. Yes. It's it. It can be a challenge to really uh, reword your language and create new language because we're programmed from children. We pick up tendencies and we pick up language from the people around us. And a lot of it can be negative self-talk to where it's like, oh, well, I don't see it in my reality. And that's a theme. So that's that's what I believe. I don't I don't have it yet or I or I'm broke. You know, you, we don't want to say those types of things anymore. We got to move into affirming our wealth, affirming our health, affirming what you want to come into your existence, even if it's even if you don't have the hard evidence yet that it's coming or that it's there. Yeah, you just have to reach out and grab it. It's yours. Yeah, believe it. Oh, the Naruto fans just went nuts. (laughs) Are you ready to get into it? I am. I'm ready. All right, cool. So first things first, your name. Um, Off air, I said that it's pretty much everything that lights up the sky. You know, Luna, which means moon. Ra, which is the sun god. And then starshine, that is self-explanatory. How did this come about? Well, this is a really cool story, actually. I mean, when I was a little kid, I played around with the idea of having a different name, you know, like choosing a different name for myself, because this isn't my given birth name, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, 
but it's a name that was given to me uh, during a meditation. And the meditation was with a sound healer. Her name was Yana. And she was a channel. She was a channel for Atlantis and the Atlanteans and Lumurians. And during this meditation, I this was about this was around six seven years ago. Um, and I was I got these visuals of these Atlantean beings who came to me and surrounded me, and they told me that my name was Luna. And you know that was cool. Okay, I I kind of didn't think much of it after. I just was like, cool, Luna. Okay, kind of let that slip my mind, honestly. And then. Um, but a couple weeks later, I was strongly, strongly guided to sing during a meditation um, channel. So I, I channel these frequencies or sounds through me that they just come through sometimes or I'll be strongly guided like that people need it. Um, and this was one of the first times I was being guided to sing for people during a meditation. And so I sang and channeled. And afterwards, there was an angel there. I think he was an angel. He, I felt like his presence was there to soothe me and calm my nerves because I was really nervous about doing it in front of people. But um, he took me to the side and asked me, what is your true name? And I immediately said Luna. And you need to go by Luna. And, you know, after that, I realized that that was the aspect of me that is multidimensional, interdimensional, um, that is goes beyond our limited third dimensional reality. So me claiming that name, Luna, allowed me to embody this greater version of myself. And then I added Starshine. I think Starshine came right after. It was like, well, what's my last name? Oh, Starshine. Oh. That was really simple. Um, for me and then uh, I added raw to my name because well that came from a story with a little girl who told me a story about um, a being that came to her named Lunara and I was like well that really resonates but I don't think I'm Lunara but I am Luna Ra because Ra has been coming to me for years the sun god um, the embodiment of the sun, I believe, is the embodiment of God, but I like using the term Ra uh, because it, it feels it feels good. It feels right. So I included it in my name to kind of harness that power and that energy and make sure I'm in balance of the, the feminine because the moon is more feminine and then Ra was like the masculine aspect. And then, of course, Starshine. I wanted to – I want to embody that light and – that energy of the sun and the moon and the stars here on earth as I am a, as I am actually an earthly being, I'm a Taurus. So I feel like I'm already the earth energy, but my name, I wanted to uh, really embody those energies. So. Okay. (laughs) And you just said something that made my eyes light up. You're a Taurus. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. I'm a Taurus. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. I saw the little Taurus in the, in your logo so yeah so okay that's awesome yeah you (laughs) suck me emma you're a gemini so go taurus um (laughs) i got a gemini moon (laughs) uh i am taurus libra taurus (laughs) 
<laughs> so okay, cool. Yeah, um, as Bonnie says, I don't bend, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, all right, so you you mentioned Atlanteans. Now, full disclosure, mm-hmm. I've heard many people speak about. Uh, Atlantis and Atlanteans and I've heard so many different versions to the point where I don't know if I'm a believer or not but can you tell me the significance behind Atlanteans and and how how this came about with them yeah um I guess during this time I was learning about these otherworldly beings and you know the idea of Atlantis just really interested me um because it was like this beautiful underwater realm of these beautiful beings you know um maybe living in some type of coral reef castle but i imagine it even more um even different than that like like their materials are different because their vibration was at a different frequency than ours like we're in the third dimension things are physical hard um i i feel like in ancient times or um you know before greece even came into being before the Greek mythology, there was Atlantis, which was off the coast of Greece underwater. And um, this place existed, perhaps, <laughs> on this earth. But it, it, sure, it could be a story, but I believe all stories have some truth to them because we live in a rea- multi dimensional realm where all realities are possible um, but even before Atlantis there was uh, Lumeria and before that there was um, I believe Mer is the name the people of Mer uh, existed and they were more of a harmonious race of beings like there wasn't um, war or anything like that during this time they were peaceful beings they were loving but they also had advanced abilities like telepathy and telekinesis and so forth which is why they were how they were able to create this underwater realm i i imagine um and yeah uh also they were they were able to like communicate with the beings underwater i strongly connect with dolphins and i'm actually going swimming with dolphins this week so i'm really excited oh fun um yeah but you know i I always just like connected to that story and that energy and um it's just a, a beautiful expression or a beautiful world to imagine so um, but yeah, there's a lot of information um, out there on that, and you really kind of have to just dig deep through it and find what resonates with you as truth. Because of course, you know, a lot of these things are inspired by our imagination or channeled. But like I said, I I believe anything is possible, and um, you know, 
I believe it's on Spirit Science. There's a YouTube channel called Spirit Science. I believe that's where I first was getting some of this information about the Atlanteans. And what they said was that there were um, other beings that came in and wiped out Atlantis. Or Atlantis also might have destroyed itself. Um, But from what I understand, uh, it is no longer in existence. <laughs> now, what's interesting, you said uh, multidimensional beings. And when you were speaking about Atlantis, I caught something there where you, you kind of hinted that, okay, it might not have physically been here, but what if it was in a type of pocket dimension or something like that? Yeah, yeah and then that goes with the time. Like, really we only have this present moment we only exist in the now the past doesn't actually exist nor does the future but this present moment so all time is linear so you could tap into another uh dimension and that dimension you we have access to all realms and all dimensions when we do this uh inner work when we're able to meditate and and train our focus to be able to travel to these types of realms. I I could, I personally, I could use my focus and awareness to look within my mind's eye and be able to travel to a space that might be called Atlantis or Lumeria. And I could draw information from those beings and from that place because, I mean, well, let's face it, we are all embodiment of universal consciousness, God's energy. We could say we're all God. Um, so we have the power to create these realities. And uh, I, th- I feel like there's this whole network and, and stream of thoughts that, are, that we have access to so, so we can experience those realms and just to help us draw in new information to create. Because Atlantis very well could be some type of place we create in the future. Yeah, that's actually a really good way of putting that. It's possible um, because uh, are you familiar with um, Topas? Topas? Yeah, basically... I'm not sure. Basically what it is, it's uh, energy or being that comes into existence due to the power of thought. So I'll use this guy as an example, the Slender Man. Even though it's a video game, that's where it came from. So many people believe in it that it has created an actual conscious being and it now exists. Um... So it's almost like with Atlantis, uh, if, if it exists and it was destroyed or whatever, then it can still exist again because so many people are putting that thought and energy into it. And it might not be how it was, but that doesn't mean that it can't exist in a different type of way and i'm wondering when you said like it could possibly exist in the future i'm wondering if that's something that's going to happen people put so much energy into it our version of atlantis will exist yeah exactly exactly what what we focus on what we draw energy to is what comes into being that's why you know there's more and more and more attention being drawn to extraterrestrials 
and galactic beings because, you know, people are curious and they want to believe in something bigger than, than this reality. They want to have that experience of something from another world. So it's fun to believe and, and imagine, you know, the possibilities with that. And with that, we bring those beings into our existence because I believe a lot of this uh, galactic information and, um, uh, well, I consider myself um, a commander for the <laughs> Galactic Federation because I am commanding them into existence to help the human race evolve and expand into a more peaceful and um, harmonious, intelligent uh, race of beings. So, <laughs> Okay, um, so this is going to lead to two things. The first is, what is a galactic being? So, I... <laughs> That's as you say that I'm like, well, I'm a galactic being, <laughs> but a galactic being um, would be perceived maybe as someone who's not from Earth, um, from off planet, and they can appear in all different shapes and sizes because there are, you know, there's probably, well, you think about how many types of species of animals are on the planet. Well, they're in, you know, just infinite amounts of species that have potential to exist in the universe. And so there's the, I will tell you that the different um, races that I know, I say races of beings, but the different types of beings uh, that are in the Galactic Federation that I'm aware of would be beings such as the Pleiadians, Arcturians, um, the Lyrans, uh, the Greys, let's think of some more, um, Arcturians, I say that, mm -hmm. uh, Reptilians, Draconians. Um, Wait, there's a difference between uh, Reptilians and Draconians? Yes, huh. slight difference. Okay, I didn't know that. You taught me something new. Um, I'm drawing a blank, but there are more. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's fine. Don't worry. You said the those main are, ones. Those are some of the main the main ones that we hear about and that are more, more common. And as we start to really understand them, then we'll be able to expand. Well, we're just expanding. The whole point of the universe is to expand. So as we expand our consciousness and awareness of these types of beings, then um, we'll discover more and more. And all of them here are actually here for the benefit of humankind to help us expand. Okay, and I'm happy you said Arcturian because that leads to the second part. Um, you mentioned that you had some contact with them, right? Well, with, to me, anyway, I have but, had. Yeah. Yeah. So I have can, had contact with Arcturian. What is that like, and who are Arcturians? <laughs> So, um, have you heard of Bashar? Uh, no, I don't think so. I believe he might be an Arcturian. He's a channel. Uh, well, he's a ET, but um, he has a couple different channelers that will channel him in, and he offers the hum humans. He offers us um, guidance and information. 
But um, the Arcturians that I experienced and how I experienced it, um, this was a couple years ago. And I've had some interaction with them since, but this was the most, like, dominant time I communicated with them was in Sedona, Arizona. And I was in the backyard. My mom was living there at the time. And I was looking out at the horizon, at the rocks, and I could see two ships. Um just hovering there's smaller ships and they kind of had some lights flicker but they were they were definitely ships because they were just hovering right there and you know so they knew i could see them and i acknowledged them and then i was standing underneath a telephone pole and the message that i got was through the telephone cables, they told me they were able to communicate to me more directly because I was under these lines and these were conduits of, uh, for them to stream communication to me. And they just wanted me to be aware of them and to know that they were there for the benefit of mankind to help stream information, to help us with communication. Um, they're more of uh, here for, I feel more for building, like like people who will, building and technology, um, they'll help stream information. So I call it like when you get a download or you get an insight, like kind of like an epiphany or you get like, oh, whoa. You know, I, I believe like Einstein was like a, channel like that too that's how he was able to figure out all these formulas because he would go into that state of openness to receiving uh information like this so basically they streamed information into my consciousness to help me upgrade my communication with other galactic beings well, that's pretty heavy and yeah <laughs> um yeah it was really cool i love making contact with uh, ships. I had, I had um, the last time I had a ship come to me. It was amazing. <laughs> can but, can um, you uh, share some of that with us? Yeah. So this happened. I want to say around four or five months ago. Um, and I was in Las Vegas, and I it was a new moon, and I got the instinct, the inkling to drive out to the desert, to drive out to. Red Rock, um, there's a place called Oak Creek. It's a little trail, and it, it was night, but I, I wanted to do I, – I like to just go out and talk to the stars and talk to nature because that's what helps me feel clear and connected, and I feel like nature is the best therapist, and our ancestors and star beings are there. So anyway, I went out there to just talk, and basically what I said was – Okay, first off, I, I took my clothes off. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I got completely naked. I don't know why. I just felt inclined to. I guess just to show that I was vulnerable, right? And I was peaceful. Um, and I, I, talk, I started talking to the stars, and I just said, you know, like, I need to know that this information that I'm being given is, is real. And it's valid, like, basically, I need some evidence that you're out there in this 
what I've been receiving and telling other people is true. Um, I need to know that you're here for me, that you exist. And I was saying this. Okay. And then I looked down for just a second, at, you know, just down at the ground. And then poosh, I look up. This huge flash of light lit up the entire area where I was and where I was sitting. And it it beamed me, basically. I don't know if they took a – I felt like they were documenting me. And I was like, oh, they got me my naked picture. But they were like – just letting me know they were there and then I saw this huge streak of light they took off but they came and they just acknowledged me and gave me that validation that I was asking for and um, that was really really cool because you know other times that I've asked I haven't always gotten like clear signals but that was very clear <laughs> okay and very cool <laughs> That's one way to get it. I n- never heard someone stripping down and okay, but I am glad you got well, that um, validation. And I think that's probably one of the hardest things to get because, you know, you see things, you hear things, and yet you still need that just a little bit more just to make sure you're not crazy and yeah. You can just say 100% this is real. Like no one else could believe me, whatever, but I know it's real. Like, you know, that's exactly. satisfaction. So I I totally get that. Yeah. And um, you know, since from that, you know, I was guided to bring other people out there and help other people kind of basically <coughs> raise their vibration or raise their frequency to a level where they could have this kind of communication and interaction because unfortunately our world is a bit low vibration because of a lot of the content and things that we consume. Uh, It tends to keep us low. Um, The way we raise our vibration is through many practices like meditation and breath work and tuning our chakras, energy healing, uh, eating clean foods, eating organic. Um, Those kind of things will help us to feel lighter. And I believe we're on this path of ascension, raising the vibration of the entire planet so that it can ascend. Well, I believe actually Mother Gaia, the planet's already ascended. We we just got to get the rest of the human race to catch up, to fully uh, move up with her. So we're moving into our light our light bodies and becoming our these galactic beings that we project outside of ourselves, but they're actually us just saying, Hey, we're, you have this much potential. You have this much potential. Um, but you have to do this work to raise your vibration. And so anyways, I, I, I guide people on, meditative journeys and I help people to do that so that they can get some of that communication because it's really amazing and it feels really good when you're able to receive those kind of downloads and and create this kind of relationship with galactic beings because the possibilities are endless. They, They want us to 
expand. They want us to grow. So they're sending us all kinds of downloads and information for new music, new uh, technology. You know, a lot of this new AI technology is going to be coming out uh, in the next few years. And, you know, there's a lot of fear around things like 5G and, and so forth. So we have to be able to send love, vibration into technology and so that way we're re we're keeping it at the right resonance and we're moving out of that fear base like using technology for war and destruction and using it actually to advance the human race so that we can be limitless and they they want us to they want to stream a lot of this information to us so i'm an open channel and i'm open to receive all this uh all the information and i've i've been receiving some some wild wild things but but it's exciting because i know it's possible okay so you already know where this is going what wild <laughs> things have you been receiving yeah so okay one of the most wild things was I got this download that in the future oh or in the now it's probably already happening on a on private corporation and government level because they have access to a lot of this technology i'm sure um and they're already creating these this artificial intelligence but anyway i had this being come to me i i saw her pretty clearly she's a holographic light being and she's me from from the future is what she told me um and she's about at the age of 12 like she's still very much in her youthful childlike state she hasn't her her mind hasn't been uh, so programmed like she's still very creative and, and imaginative and so much too that she can actually really strongly create her reality with just her thought or shift her environment with just her thought um, but this is our my new body in the future this body won't age it's a holographic light body this is technology that we will actually be able to. Um, we will actually be able to stream our consciousness into our own avatar, which is <laughs> funny because we were talking about the um, digital uh, yeah, the husband virtual, earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, virtual husband. Yeah, so we'll be able to. And we, I'm like, eh, we might actually already kind of be those avatars, but we'll be able to select our next life as we become aware of um, what consciousness is and how to use it. We'll be able to stream it into the next body that we want instead of just randomly hopping into the next body to learn lessons, learn karmic lessons and things. It's like, well, I already know that I've reincarnated billions of times or, or you know into so many bodies so now that I'm aware of that now I get to choose my next life and I get to choose this avatar body that's limitless it almost sounds like a version of the matrix I know that's so overused but it it no like seriously it almost sounds like a version of the matrix because they in the movie not the real world folks I'm just talking about the movie um it almost you know, they they were in, of course, the virtual world, and the real world was jacked, but, you know, spoiler alerts for anyone who doesn't know, and 
they were for the most part able to choose their lives um well once they were aware of their lives anyway and that's that's kind of what it sounds like to me not you know not robots control the world and they're using you like a battery but just that ability to choose and go about things and all that oh and uh yeah. angie has a question for you okay um luna do you know what your past lives were um yes not all of them no but i will tell you an experience i had um I haven't ever done past life regression or anything like that, but I did once I was in Sedona and um, I went to a sound healing. And now what's interesting, well, which I'll explain it this way. I went to a sound healing with this guy, Three Trees, who is an amazing sound healer. I'll shout him out because every time I've gone to his sound healings, I've gotten incredible visuals, like almost like I'm on a freaking some kind of psychedelic trip, but it's all because of sound. And the sound has helped me to really open my third eye. But anyway, during this one specific journey, I went through my past lives. And I actually, okay, this is crazy, but I actually went back in time to when I was a dinosaur. (laughs) Really? I was a velociraptor. And what was weird was that day I held a baby velociraptor egg in my hands because I was at a crystal shop and there were kids freaking out over this uh, velociraptor egg because, like, Jurassic Park had probably just came out or something. And uh, I thought it was really cool, you know, but but in this vision, I, I saw myself as a velociraptor, like, from the perspective. I had that perspective of being a velociraptor. And then from there, I um, actually turned into a dragon ascended into a dragon and then I fell to the at and then I became ash and then I rose and then I started the um like humanoid process but I was actually an ape first like a gorilla um and then I saw myself as a shaman um like a tribal shaman um and yeah and then as far as like real recent past lives that was that was pretty ancient um I don't, I don't recall that much on Earth, but I have off-planet uh, flashes where I'll, I'll see things like from other type, from other realities. So I don't know if my soul just like hops around and comes back to Earth on occasion and then goes into other, other dimensions. But that was uh, my experience. But from my, from my feel or understanding, is that our cells hold memory. And our cells are passed on to us from generations all the way back to the beginning of time, you know. And, and, and some humans, I believe that some humans were actually placed here on the earth or some beings were, you know, they didn't actually naturally evolve from the earth while some did. Um, so there's different genetics and different DNA and different cellular memories out there but we're all past those memories down so i hold the memory of my mother's i hold the memory of my grandmother great-grandmother and and father and beyond so i actually can tap into those memories and as i do that healing work that inner work to heal my own cells raise my vibration i'm actually doing that for my entire um lineage 
Ah, that's gonna take some time. <laughs> that's yeah, but it's kind of like I see it as kind of a requirement in order to evolve. That is actually a type of psychology, uh, genetic memory, and I. It was years ago when I read about it, and um, yeah, the theory was that you can actually carry memories down from whoever's in your family line, and it's just tapping into it, unlocking it. That could be the issue, but it's in your genetic code. But I wonder mm -hmm. if that works not just on a physical level, but a spiritual level as well. Which, that would probably be even more complicated. I'm sorry, I'm just rambling to myself at this point. Um, no, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah, I, it's on all levels, okay. spiritual and physical, for sure. So, that that's very interesting. And thank you for the question, Angie. Um, now, I want to go back to um, the Velociraptor real quick. <laughs> okay. I just Just out of curiosity... What did that feel like? Like just um, in that really powerful. <laughs> it definitely felt really powerful and really cool. Like my energy was just um, like through the roof. Like it's like in a static state. Like I had the power of well, the power of the universe within me. But um, you know, laser focus, super clear focus, just like but constantly like on the move like there was no there was no stopping and chilling really it was like predator full-on predator mode <laughs> <laughs> full-on predator mode like, yeah try and stop me now i got you what yeah. they say in jurassic park clever girl <laughs> yeah so which i do love those movies so you know you could say that i was just influenced by my outer reality but i also had some Thinking about it, I also had some weird dinosaur dreams as a kid. Like, a lot of dinosaur dreams. Well, like you said, anything kid. is possible. And that one, yeah. that one's a possibility. It's it's an interesting one. It's different, you know, because everyone, they, not everyone, I, I won't say that. But quite a few people, when they talk about their past lives and stuff, they, they believe that they were an Egyptian or pharaoh, emperor. You know, it's like, what? Do you really think yeah. you were, you know, like, come on, chances of you being something that high and mighty, not saying it's impossible, but the probability is pretty low. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but I do know a guy. I just met a guy recently who's coming out with a show on Netflix. Um, I believe it's going to come out next year. Ah, it's something about reincarnation, though. And he was given this download about, like, what if we knew, like, what if you knew the soul that was going to be reincarnated next, like, when they're being born? Like, you know which soul it was, like, whose body it just left. And, like, this world where there's this whole system where you know <laughs> who's incarnated next. So that should be pretty interesting. But, like, there's only so many souls on the earth at one time, like. But, I mean, I think it's supposed to be, like... We're just like, recycled. It's supposed to be, like, 7 billion people here. So that's a lot, all things considered. Yeah, it is a lot. It definitely is. Now, I do want to go to this, because I saw this on your YouTube page, and this is 
something that really piqued my interest uh, for various reasons. I might say one or two or none at all, but fairies. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So do you have some sort of connection with fairies? And if so, what is it? I do. And um, this connection actually started as a child um, where, of course, like intrigued by this idea, this magical world of little people and little beings flying through the air. And, um, you know, I, I always loved the idea of fairies and connecting with fairies when I was a child by connecting to nature and listening to nature and um, the needs of the plants and the animals. And, um, and then as I got older, not as much connection, but I still would draw fairies and I still collected them, um, as a teenager and so forth. And then, you know, went through the whole party and drug phase, lost touch with them. And then, I, but then after I had my spiritual awakening, well, I, I call it my awakening in 2012 with the magical mushroom, who helped me to see the truth of our reality, um, that connected me back to the fairy realm. And I actually, uh, my mother actually really supported me on the, sorry, my siren's coming. My mom actually really supported me with the, with the fairy thing because she believed in it as well. And would uh take me into nature a lot and we would just play around with um calling in fairies and calling in for fairy magic and asking fairies to assist in certain ways um so i started just really working with that energy um, because i found it to be really healing and helped to get back to the inner child and reconnect with nature and i i did um I used to dress up like a fairy and do fairy tarot and oracle readings and just offer that gift of light and magic to people and kind of get the heartstrings stirring and make people feel the warm and fuzzy because of the elemental and, and fairy realm, which is nature and just connects us to that. Um, but fairies exist all over the world. Um, and, they are available. They will make themselves seen. I have seen them, and I do have a picture of me with one flying over my head, actually. Um, they will make themselves seen if you communicate with them and if you're willing to take care of nature. Like, if you go out into nature and you, you just honor that realm and say, I know you exist, or I, I, I want to believe in you, I, I believe in you. Um, so I'm here to assist with taking care of nature and maybe you clean up some trash or something and then, and then ask them for a photo or, uh, ask for some type of communication. And, you know, if your heart's really open to it, most likely you'll, you'll receive some type of communication from them. It's really cool. And, um, they're definitely here to just take care of the planet, take care of the, the animals and the plants. Um, that are here for my belief. And I also believe there are, there are fairies on other planets as well. Now, um, so this is going to lead into something else, but um, are you familiar with pixies? Yes. Okay. So 
are there differences oh, pix- between pixies and fairies? Yes. Yeah, and there are different types of fairies as well. Okay. There's a whole different realm of elementals. Um, and I, actually, I recommend uh, Brian Brian Froward, who created um, the art for like the labyrinth and um, the dark crystal and so on. He actually was very much in contact with the fairy realm and... Um, a lot of his illustrations were like downloads directly from nature and they're actually really good depictions of fairies and pixies. But uh, pixies, they're generally more mischievous. They're the ones that might, you know, bite you in the ass or get you stung by a bee or hide your keys from you or something like that. So you don't want to piss them off for sure. (laughs) If you mess with nature, like if you do something like harmful or destructive, you're more likely to be uh, become a victim to the wrath of the pixie. <laughs> They're more deviant, yeah. Are you able to pick up on the various energies from nature spirits in general, or it has to be a specific one, or how how does that work? Um, typically, yes, I'm able to read what type of being um now i see a lot of tree fairies and tree spirits uh when you go out just just sit and look closer at the trees and at the faces on the trees and within the leaves because those are the elementals that are showing up um (coughs) there's also like elementals in our home um like brownies and uh uh, there's also, what do you call them, like, I just want to say, like, dust mites. But there's also, like, when your house is dirty or cluttered um, it inv- and you don't clean certain corners of the house, it invites these kind of lower well, energy elementals into the house. And um, they can cause disturbances in the home and kind of lower the, vib- the vibration and maybe make things go missing or make clutter even worse. So that's why it's important to keep a nice, clean home so you're not inviting those energies in. Okay, memo to self, dust. <laughs> no, like, I, I am terrible at dusting. I will forget, but... Okay, um, <laughs> I will recall that. All right, so yeah, normally I would... a whole time. Oh, say say it again. There, there's just a whole bunch of different types of elementals, and there's there's a lot of books out there um, that you can check out and learn more about all of them because there's elementals for each element for uh, fire, earth, air, water. One of the reasons I bring this up is, and normally I would not put someone on the spot, but I do kind of want to see if you could pick up on something. I actually okay. do have one thing that is around me from time to time uh, probably most mm-hmm. of the time and she happens to be one of my spirit guides and i was wondering if you could pick up on her mm. yeah i know i'm putting well, you on the spot i'm sorry i i'm a jerk for doing that i openly admit no that's okay um i, I love being put on the spot 
Um, <laughs> what I felt initially um, is a very, I feel it in my heart, and it's a very light. Um, for At first, it was a very angelic energy. Um, like you just have this beautiful white flowing angel but then she then i also feel that she actually is more also a fae uh, angelic fairy of the fae realm um but she, yeah i can feel her um let's see if she wants me to tell you anything now that is interesting mm -hmm. for two reasons and <laughs> i'm going to share them in a bit okay <coughs> Hmm. Uh, it seems to be that she's been brought around you because of your interest in mystic arts and sometimes dark arts or sometimes like darker realm. And she's there to protect you and um, guard you. And she's right around your heart. Now, that is interesting. Okay. Um, so... The her name is Daisy, or at least that's what I think her name is, or that's mm -hmm. what we're calling her for right now. And, that sounds right. And uh, she is supposed to be a pixie, mm -hmm. and uh, she is a very energetic thing. <laughs> mm. And how does she show up? Like, I have no idea. You see, that's the problem. I'm I am a fairly oblivious person at times, and I've been told, like, Melvin, open up more. Stop being a prick, which is difficult for me to do. But, um, the, wow, this dog is just yipping. Oh, I see. I see. Um, the time when she popped up, I believe I was trying to meditate, and... I remember literally seeing the outline of a little thing and a flower, and it was a daisy, and I remember hearing pixie. From what I'm getting is that, okay, she, ha <laughs> she has these two sides, which is she does have this pixie side, but she is actually an angel. Um, uh, more of a fairy angel, so more of a um, protector like she's assigned to you to protect you and she's assigned to you to help protect your heart which that's where the pixie deviant side can come in sometimes where it's more of a uh intenser energy of the prick like you said that's where she might prick others or or um that sensation but uh but she's actually very much there to to keep your heart safe and to help you in any way you request. You can ask her to bring you love in any way, and she's happy to assist you in that way. So, okay, that that is very interesting. Now, here's the other thing. <laughs> this this one kind of this one got me. So, I actually from well i i'm not 100 percent certain but well no i excuse me i take that back because i had to talk about this i am 100 percent certain one of the other beings and you really caught me off guard when you said huh angel or energy something like that um his name is Raphael, and he is indeed an angel 
and um, he's he's a an eight winged angel, and he mm-hmm. is a very he makes his presence known when he pops up. Like it's not because he's a show off or nothing. That's just how he is. And I've seen him. I know what he looks like. He kind of looks a little bit like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> no joke. He looks like Colonel Sanders. And <laughs> he he is nothing but white light. Like he dresses in white. His hair is white. He's pale white. His eyes are very intense. That's the thing I remember most. His eyes. And he <laughs> yeah, he's not one to mess with. Um which is very interesting you you said that. Like that totally got me. So that's <laughs> well, when, you know uh beings that operate in other dimensions also, you know, they can they just like people, we can shift from one I can be really light and flowy, but if you piss me off, you know, then I, I you know, I might not come off that way. And so we have to remember that about see that about these higher other beings from I don't want to say they're higher, uh, but they're just at other operating at other dimensions. Um, or at other levels of consciousness. Um, yeah, I, I just and, like saying they've been around. And that's amazing that, yeah, that you have him in, in your awareness because we can call on these beings on our team <laughs> to assist us in any way we need. You know, it's like I feel a lot of people would really benefit from just knowing that they're not alone and not feeling crazy for for talking to somebody that's not physically there, right? Because that's always like, oh, you're talking to yourself, you're crazy, you know? But you're not talking to yourself. You're talking to your galactic squad of angels or or fairies, you know? And, and when you actually uh, listen or take the time to communicate... You know, you can, they can really assist you in, in healing your life on many levels and, um, and attracting and, and bringing in the things into your life and your world that you, that you want, you know, they're there to assist. So, so you're not crazy. You're not insane for believing in, in a being that you can't physically see, but if you see them in your mind's eye, then, well, there's no harm in believing. Yeah. I mean. Everyone believes in something, right? And, I mean, heck, even if you believe in nothing, you choose to believe in nothing, buddy. So, even then, you believe in it. <laughs> yeah. So, ah, yeah. So nothing is still something. <laughs> so, get you on that technicality. Okay, um, I want to talk about this for a second. You've mentioned in several of your videos vibrations and getting them up there you even mentioned low vibrational and uh energies here and all that what are vibrations like i hear this so much it's like eh. what are vibrations well i believe everything is emitting a sound um a, a, a frequency it's holding some type of uh frequency i mean you can scientifically you can measure 
everything and it's emitting some type of vibration even if it you don't actually hear it it's still vibrating um, and you can measure the vibration of uh, different objects um, and I'm and the unseen you know that I feel like that may be how those ghost detectors work um, is it'll measure the frequency or the vibration going on in the room um, for example, I know humans, like our hertz, the vibration that we're at is like around, the average is like around 67 or something like that. I recently read this information. Don't quote me on it. Do your own research, but I believe it's around 67. Um, and then I was comparing it to, I was looking into the vibration of roses, where roses actually vibrate at like 320 hertz or something. So quite a bit more. Um, so when we surround ourselves with roses, so that floral energy, it can it can help us to clear our own energy field and raise our energy field. Uh, the same with like that's why we work with uh, people work with crystals and um, things like that. Yeah, you work with because, crystals, uh, yeah. crystals, right? Yeah, I, I do. I do. I have one in my hand right now, actually. <laughs> oh, right on. Um, uh, what type of crystal are you holding? You know, my friend just gave it to me. It's like a jet black crystals like a little obsidian piece okay um uh angie uh angie k gotta give her a shout out she's the one who does the background stuff and the instagrams and facebook's reddit but uh she actually got me clear quartz and it was very nice of her <laughs> and it's right next to me right now actually so now with with clear quartz i definitely recommend like regularly uh cleansing cleansing your quartz with uh sage or vibration uh vibration would be you sing to it or you wash it in water um or use singing bowls like a lot of people like to use singing bowls to cleanse it cleanse the auric field of it <coughs> uh, because it picks up energy yeah and it's funny because i'm actually using that to somewhat helped me with uh, sending out the good vibes and energy and all that stuff. So I have to be very careful with my moods <laughs> when I'm <laughs> touching it and holding on. Yeah. Just, so. yeah. Just know if you're working with it and you had a bad day, like probably want to give it a nice cleanse. Okay. I will make, I will do that. Um, well, hopefully it just brings you all good days. <laughs> <laughs> so, Okay, so what else do you work with? Um, well, I feel like we're still talking about sound. So I, I work with I work with sound <laughs> um, a lot uh, because it's so powerful. Um, everything everything is light and sound, um, and so I use my voice to raise my own frequency and the frequency of others around me. Um, like I mentioned in the earlier story about when I channeled, I will sing different tones and, um, and it, I think that's one of my most powerful tools, honestly. Um, but you know, with that, I, I'll work with, uh, sound healing bowls, uh, tuning forks. Um, I do, I am, I, I do know Reiki. Um, I always consider myself an energy healer before. I knew Reiki because I was working with sound, um, but yeah, I practice energy healing, um, 
Other any other tools I use? Art. <laughs> I use art for manifesting and creating and um, dance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm happy you mentioned both those things. So I'll get to the dancing in a second, but the the art. Now that's interesting because you know how you know the saints speak it into existence. Is the art something like that when it comes to manifesting? Like you're literally making a physical representation of what it is you're trying to obtain or put out or surround yourself with? Yeah, yeah, that's that's one aspect of using it. Um, I did, for, I'm going to bring this up just because I did forget to mention, I also work with Oracle and Tarot cards. I consider myself an Oracle because I can read these cards, but also the world around me. But so with art, um, yeah, like I'm sure you've heard about vision boarding and that sort of thing. We can set intention and collage and put, sculpt kind of what we want our reality to look like using images and then we focus on those images and it's more likely that you attract them because you're already focused on them and that's your dominant focus that's your dominant vibration so you're matching you're bringing that vibration in so that way it can come into the physical but um not only can we use art like that to create a reality but we can use it for personal inquiry like uh you know if we need to know something about ourselves or we want to get to the root of who we are or maybe we want to um bring something about in us or maybe want to change in some way or transform our life um i'm versed in a practice called soul art and with this process i do this method called body mapping and we'll literally do a tracing of the body and um, start this dialogue, this inquiry with the body. So that way the body can actually begin to communicate through art. And the end result after you complete this process will be this beautiful piece of art that you've created. But also it's a message for you. It's your personal oracle and it has information for you about yourself and, and your your questions um and i believe even when art isn't created like that with intention um there's still messages there for the viewer for the creator but also for a viewer even if you're viewing someone else's art you can find some type of language in there some type of message that wants wants to be seen now that is unique. I this is the first time I've ever heard of that. Yeah, it's it's really really cool and um, amazing. Like what kind of insights you can get from from doing a process like that. Okay, now the dancing and the music because I mentioned this off air. Like music seems to just be a part of you, and I think you're doing a dancing challenge. Is that right? <laughs> and yeah, I, yeah. Take us through this. Yeah. So part of my like 30 day challenge right now is showing up to dance every day and express myself through movement, but also like really embody the life I want. So I'll, I'll use kind of a meditation visualization practice while I'm moving and dancing. So that way I can really evoke that feeling in my body. 
Um, I'm a DJ. I've been DJing about a year now. And so I'm ready to like take that next step of taking my music into the world. Um, I also sing, you know, I've mentioned that. So I'm in the process of learning to produce and create my own sounds. Um, but so when I get into that, um, expression of dance and I'm moving, I will visualize myself maybe playing for a large audience or, um, you know, feeling the energy of the crowd or something as if I was already in that role. And that, now that is vibration. (laughs) What I say when I mean vibration is when you feel the sensation in your body that feels good, you, your, your hair starts to stick up, you feel that euphoric feeling, um, throughout that's what I want to create in my, and cultivate in my body more and more because I know that's what brings those things into my reality because I've had the results already I've already created a lot of what I want in my life with these practices um, especially especially dance and movement and dance and movement's been a great way for also for me to uh, release and release stagnant energy I, I said this also to you a couple of times that you just have such a positive energy. I mean, I would hate to see you when you get mad because something tells me you, you, woo. But when you're not mad, you have such a positive energy and it seems like, you know, you're trying to share it with everyone and, and, you know, help them be more positive themselves. They're having a rotten day. Like, yeah, don't worry about it. Shake your butt, you know. Where does this come yeah, from? Not where, that bad. <laughs> where where does that energy come from? Well, it's something I'm I've been working on actually conditioning my mind and training myself to be in that positive state because well, I don't want to feel shitty. <laughs> I mean, I want to feel I want to feel that um feeling of uh positivity, ex- ecstasy, you know, these are feelings we can cultivate when we choose to. Uh, it's also the power of our the power of our words, our intention, our focus. I can choose. I have a choice to feel good. I have a choice to be positive. I also have the choice to feel sad and, and negative. Um, and sometimes I choose that. But then I remind myself: Do you really want to feel that way, or do you want to choose a better feeling thought? Um, Abraham Hicks is a big teacher of mine in my early stages of learning to redirect my thought to a just a little bit better feeling um yesterday was the full moon and I went through a lot of emotion and release and you know even I get into dark places in my mind sometimes and it's just a challenge for me to remember that I can focus on something better um so when I do that when I do get trapped in a in a lower vibrational thought uh or depressed state or or an anxious state I just remind myself to focus on something I'm grateful for. Like, well, the sun is shining today, you know, that's, that's enough. I can be grateful for that. So that's gratitude, gratitude journaling. I do that every single day in the morning. As soon as I wake up, I write at least eight things, things I'm thankful for. And, um, that has really, really helped me to be in that positive state. And, um, yeah, of course. I want I want everyone to be able to feel good because I know what it feels like to not feel good, and and just knowing that we have the power to shift is is uh, what I want to harness and 
and be really be the master of my mind. Okay, and we're going to start wrapping up. It's just a couple more things that I'm kind of curious about and something probably that I would have mentioned if Niema was here, but I totally slipped my mind and then it popped back in. Um, okay, so first thing is how do you deal with a negative person who shows up? Because, you know, in this field, in life, you always have a moron or someone who just doesn't understand who pops up and says, oh, you talk about aliens. You're stupid. They don't exist. Or, you know, you're, you're, you're going to deal with demons and, and they call you nuts and all that. How do you deal with that? Well, you know, I, I don't take anything personally for one, because everyone's having their own experience. They have the right to see things the way they do. And I have the right to see things the way I do. But, um, I always just surround myself with unconditional love and I surround them with unconditional love by visualizing that um, and just sending that energy out. So that way, you know, I don't take anything that anyone says personally um, because really it's up to me. Again, like it's up to me how I choose to react over over someone else's reaction. Um, I can choose to be disturbed by it or not I don't need to force them to see anything the way I see it that you know that's it's their life but so I just send them love if they want it and I kind of just go my own way if we don't see eye to eye (laughs) well you know what that's that's probably best it's not worth my time and energy to argue or or go into something that they're just not going to be open to receiving anyway. Okay. Now, what if they approach you differently and are looking to have a meaningful conversation about it? You know, you can't convince them and they know they can't convince you, but you're, but they're willing to, yeah. Would you entertain that or would you just say no? I mean, if it feels good to me to, to conversate and if I can, teach somebody something about my perspective um, or, you know, help someone in some way, if that's through conversation, then absolutely I'm open. And, you know, everyone, I believe everyone has something to teach everyone, you know. Um, we're all here walking each other home or, or, or helping each other expand in this life. We're all interconnected. So anyone that comes to, to me, um, I see them as a divine being. And I'm open to listening to what they have to say. It doesn't mean I have to believe it or resonate with it. But I, at least, you know, I'm I'm open to giving them the space. As long as it's clear communication and not uh, crossing my boundaries or anything. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) Um, Okay. And this will be the final thing. So, uh Niema, and the only reason I'm saying this is because she put it on that Instagram story thingy majigger. I'm bad with technology. Okay. But um, <laughs> she was telling me, well, telling me, she was telling everyone that she was astral projecting. And mm-hmm. um, she, I, I guess she was just wandering around and she came across a, a being of some, wait, first, do you astral project or are you aware of it? Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. Earlier on in my spiritual journey, I started becoming aware of, well, I became interested in it. I wanted to learn how to do it. And um, 
I did do it, and I will do it on occasion. Um, yeah. Okay, so she came across a bean, and the the thing said to her, "Pretty crystal," I think. Don't quote me. I can't remember the exact quotes, but it was something about pretty and crystal. And something felt off. And she said that she felt like this being was feeding off of her. And, you know, she tried to get the heck out of there, wake herself up and all that. You know, she was aware that she was astral projecting. And she succeeded halfway because when she got herself up, then she was stuck in sleep paralysis, which really sucks. But my question to you is, do you know of ways to protect yourself on that astral realm? And if there are things out there that will feed off of you if you look appetizing enough? Well, you know, I'll just put it like this. Anything that we believe is possible. So if you're already going into that astral realm with the belief that negative energy exists or negative entities exist that might, uh, you know, want something from you, then yes, you need to practice putting protection shield around yourself uh, before going into the astral realm. Um, I, I, I do. I recommend doing everyone doing it. The other thing is, oh, sorry, I just went up some stairs. Um, the other thing is claiming your sovereignty. Claiming your, uh, your sovereignty. As a sovereign being, you only allow uh, interaction that is for your highest good and the highest good of all. Anything that does not respect your sovereignty is not welcome in your field. And you just have to set those clear boundaries, just like you do with people, you know, because we all know there's some people out there that want to just take from you. And uh, it's the same in the spirit realm. There, sure, there are beings that might just want to take your energy. So you have to put up clear boundaries. And what I do is I got to start doing this more, which I listened to the last couple of days because I got sick and I felt like mm, something might have attached itself to me because I didn't have my protection up. Um, so on a daily basis, like in a morning meditation, just surrounding yourself with white light, um, having calling your guides to be with you all day and protect you from any of that energy if you have certain angels you work with. Um, but the other thing is the Merkaba. Have you... Have you heard of a Merkaba? Uh, no, please tell me about this. Okay. Um, the Merkaba is the six-pointed star, like the Star of David. Mm-hmm. Um, it's our it's our light body vehicles. It's our it's our ship, <laughs> and it adds a nice extra layer of protection around us. So before you go into the astral realm, before I go, <clears throat> I imagine myself uh, going into this Merkaba. And being fully protected and only, I only enter the realms that are for my highest good and that respect my sovereignty. And I just make those affirmations and I feel like that does the trick. Okay. Well, that's good advice, I'd say. Yeah. Just trusting that um, 
that everything is in your best interest and highest good and just claiming your sovereignty and that you're protected. Just, just got to articulate it. Otherwise, you know, sometimes we allow other energies to come in. The other thing is, uh, being way more intentional and mindful when we're consuming, um, any substances, any alcohol or drugs, um, when we utilize, when we take those in, we're allowing any spirit to enter our body, basically giving them permission uh, to take over or to take our energy. So, you know, if you do choose to consume any type of substances, I like to be, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to partake, I'm very clear um, on the experience I want and that that being that energy must respect my sovereignty and I'm just there to learn or enjoy or expand in whatever way. Um, and saying that before you take it in can really uh, save your ass sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. <laughs> so you guys hear that? You know. I hope you do. Yeah, just, just um, say a nice little prayer, blessing over whatever, you know, because we're humans and uh, we enjoy uh experimenting and consumption and you know i don't feel like we have to feel like that's wrong but we just need to be more mindful and intentional with it and i think that is a good place to end it but luna do you offer teachings on spirituality or or guidance or anything like that i do i do um i offer one-on-one -on -one coaching and i have um varied topics that I can focus on right now. I just kind of started focusing on uh, galactic embodiment coaching where I will assist you with discovering um, your life purpose and your galactic lineage. And I, I will coach you on how to communicate more with other realms and um, do all those things like astral travel um, and so forth. And I also offer intuitive guidance through, uh, reading Oracle and, um, and so forth. And then <clears throat> you can always watch my Instagram. I'm going to be doing more on there. And then I have a YouTube channel, which I have been off of for a while, but I am uh, back on. So you can always subscribe to my YouTube as well for information. What, what is your YouTube and Instagram? Um, my YouTube is Luna raw starshine and my Instagram is at Luna Starshine. And those links will be in the description below. Luna, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your knowledge and and um, some of your spiritual journeys with us. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for giving me the platform to share and for doing what you guys are doing and helping people realize that you're not alone in the universe. <laughs> you hear that, folks? You're not alone. So if you'd like to keep up with like-minded people, be sure to follow Unexplained Possibilities on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and Instagram. With all that said, remember guys, there are things that go bump in the night. Go ahead and tell them hi. Bye everybody. <laughs>